Hey there. Welcome to the third episode of Inner Space. So, Rachel, how are you feeling today? Did you sleep well last night? I slept much better than I have been, and um, I'll tell you all about that in a moment. I, I actually have a uh, something to talk about in that regard. Oh, wow. What a coincidence. Yeah, I slept really well last night, too. There's nothing like a good night's sleep, right? Can't live without it. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> and when you have two children in your bed, climbing into the bed in the middle of the night, it's vital. Yeah. <laughs> I have two dogs climbing into my bed. Oh, which is very much the same. <laughs> yes, just furrier. Right, right. <laughs> okay. So one of the first questions I tend to ask homeowners is, how do you want to feel in your home? Oh, I love that question. This is one of my favorite topics. I think it's probably the most important topic when you're designing your space or thinking about your lifestyle. It'll influence every decision that's made. Yes, absolutely. And I think that a lot of the time we answer the question in, in kind of a hypnotic state where we say, I, I want to feel calm. I want to feel relaxed. And obviously, we always want to have that moment of calm and relaxation in our homes, but we're not thinking about individual spaces and how we want to feel in each individual space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like an auto response. Right. They say what they think they should say. or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. And I've also seen people look really puzzled and they'll hand me a photograph or share a web link. I want to feel like that. Mm -hmm. And what is that to you? It's it's not going to be the same to everyone. Right. We can't have our houses looking like a uh, studio shot. Right. Right. <laughs> and I mean, the, the common words that come to everyone's mind are comfortable, calm, functional. I hear them every single time. And the problem with that, and, and while it's important to feel those that way, every home should feel that way. So if you didn't answer me with those words, I'd be concerned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think what's important is finding out how do I help you feel calm and comfortable. And a lot of the time, I don't think that we know the answer to that. Mm, I know. I think a lot of people think that they have to do things a certain way or make their home fit someone else's idea, like what you mentioned about looking at a website or a magazine. You know, it's just they don't consider it from that perspective. I mean, this is where they live. Right. Um, you know, so they think about how it should look. And that's why I think slowing down enough to really learn to be present is so crucial. Because um, when you take that kind of time and then you really connect with what matters most to you as an individual, then other people's rules or ideas kind of become irrelevant. Right. Right. I think that we need time to take time to walk through our days and think about our um, the, our lifestyles and apply it to our lifestyles. So as we were saying how we slept last night, mm -hmm. my husband likes to crank up the heat in our bedroom. Ooh. Yeah. And he likes to sleep with the door closed, the heat turned up, and he pulls the blankets all the way up to his chin. And... It's amazing to me because that man is a heater. He radiates heat. Yeah. Like you too. wouldn't believe. And <laughs> I call my husband my furnace. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. That's when we first started dating. He he wrote me a birthday card and he signed it, Love Your Heater. 
Um, but that sounds so stuffy and uncomfortable it is, to sleep like that. It is stuffy and it is uncomfortable. And then in addition to that, halfway through the night, my two boys come into the room and lay on top of me and we're all three of us, me and my two boys, crammed on my side of the bed because husband is sprawled out. <laughs> and he would never admit this. If you asked him, he lay, he lays on the edge of the bed about right. to fall out of the bed every night. Right. And I'm sure it happens sometimes. Wait a minute. Does this happen every night? Every night, oh, every God, night. This is, yes, this is the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I wake up in the morning and I feel like I'm suffocating. My boys have both kicked the covers off because they're hot. Your mouth is dry. My mouth is dry. We all have to go to the bathroom because we're just sweating everything out of us. <laughs> and <laughs> and these are the kind of things that it may not seem like it's important to tell your designer, my husband cranks up the heat at night, but actually... It is important. And these are things that um, I need to consider when I'm designing your space. How do you want to feel in your room? Mm -hmm. Yeah, our, uh, in the house we're building now, we were so happy that our architect was very um, mindful of that. So he, um, you know, he asked us things like, does one get up earlier than the other? Or, um, and then he pointed out, do you really feel like you need to have a powder room? Because you have this guest bedroom with a full bath. And probably 95% of the time, there's nobody here but you two. So you can just use that guest bath as your powder room when you don't have guests. Right. You know, it's not that big a deal to have. You really don't need that extra room. So it's just those kinds of things, thinking about how you really live your life. Right, right. Yeah. So, so there are lifestyle changes that can be taken into consideration, obviously. I talked to my husband last night, and I told him he needs to bundle up at night if he's cold. And put a bl an extra blanket on himself, and um, he can open the door, let some air come into our space, uh, because quite frankly, there's three hot people and one cold one, and three to one, we win. Right. <laughs> That's the way it works. <laughs> he loses. <laughs> so he agreed, and we propped the door open and he bundled himself up. He put on some warm socks. He pulled up the blankets, put an extra blanket on himself. And I had a really nice sleep. So that you've, you've reached a compromise. We have reached a compromise and it felt so good. And I will admit that this morning, my youngest or no, not my oldest son asked me to put an extra blanket on him. And I, I told my husband and I could hear him scoffing. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, rem it kind of takes me back to what we started to talk about earlier about the um, be just having that awareness. I mean, that being present enough to notice all this stuff. I mean, we have choices. It's not like we can't compromise with other people or make other decisions, but most people are just on that autopilot. It also reminds me of something that this has actually been proven scientifically, that it's not success that brings you happiness. It's happiness that brings you success. There's really mm -hmm. a direct relationship there. And in the same way, if you're living kind of a frantic, stressed out life and your home isn't making you feel the way you want to feel, your home is actually adding to your stress. But it really could be helping create more calm in your life. So that's why connecting right. with your true self is what helps you to see all of that. And like you said, the communication with other people in the house, that's really important too. Yes, yes. And I mean... Like so many times you have said that involving the children, involving everyone in the family and household decisions, uh, it is so important because I notice that when I involve the boys, my little boys, in items that we bring into the home, they don't destroy those. Mm -hmm. 
They destroy everything else. But back to the, um, the reason that you want to actually communicate and think about this when you're approaching your home and you, you want to think about how you feel in each space is, um, well, back to my own story of my husband and, and his, his nice warm space. I also want to feel warm. I do want to feel warm and cozy, but I also want to have fresh air and I want a breeze in my space. I want to feel circulation. So knowing that as a designer, or if you're taking on your own home project, if you think about it in that sense, as, as far as how you want your space to feel, then you can consider things like maybe you need a ceiling fan in your space. And ceiling fans, they have a bad rap, but, mm. um, and it's true, most of them are really hideous. Yes, they used to be really awful. They're still, most of them are pretty bad. There's a few out there, but you got to know where to find them. Yeah, there are some decent ones. You know, considering things like having a ceiling fan or even just, you know, sleeping with the window cracked open and, and working with some kind of window treatments that makes it so that you're not too cold, um, but still get the circulation. Circulation is so important when you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. And I actually found a quote, I don't remember where, because I wasn't good enough to note where I found my quote, some website, somewhere, <laughs> said, the brain and nerve centers cannot be thoroughly vitalized if you sleep in dead or stagnant air. A circulation of outdoor air is crucial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love to sleep with an open window, even in the winter, just like yeah. an inch. I would, I would love to, and I actually did try to convince my husband, husband to open the window, and that was, that was a no go. That was going too far. That was too far, but yeah. we well, got the door open, so we had some fresh air right. last night. Maybe down the road you can do the window, because right now I'm fortunate to be living on the, uh, on the water. So, depending on the tides, sometimes you even not only feel the fresh air, but then you, you hear the you sound hear of the waves. Oh. It's so lovely. It just lulls you to sleep. And I hear the sound of the highway. <laughs> I don't hear any highway. <laughs> We're right on the highway, so we get the sound of the highway. But honestly, when you're asleep, sometimes in your imagination, the highway can sound like waves, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. We'll our, say so. We'll our minds are very powerful. Yes, yes. So how about, um, the? I know you had a thought that you expressed to me about thinking of how you want to feel at different times of the day and in different spaces and kind of walking through your day yes. and thinking of those moments. So tell me a little bit more about what you meant by that. Um, so I like to think about, you know, when I, like I said, when I wake up in the morning, I want to feel warm and cozy. I like to feel, I like to see the, the way that the sun shines on the walls and makes patterns on the walls. Mm -hmm. Um I like to hear the birds singing. So again, you know, sleeping with a window open would be fantastic. I always had this dream of sleeping on a sun porch. Mm, yeah, I love those too. I visited a home in Pasadena. It was a, on a home tour and they had a sun porch and that was my first experience with a sun porch. And I thought it was just the most fabulous thing. It kind of reminds me of camping. Mm -hmm. When you wake up when you're camping, how refreshed we feel and how wonderful we feel in the morning. Well, they also call those sleeping porches, right? Because in the originally, unless I'm thinking yes. of a different thing. That, no, that's right. Originally, I think it was for in on hot summer nights. It let people, you know, like before they used air conditioning, it'll let them feel like they exactly. were in a cooler spot. Exactly, exactly. So if I told myself and I thought about this to myself, I thought about how important nature is to me. And how important the fresh air and the sound of the birds and that feeling of waking up when I'm camping. And then I look at the imagery that I pull out mm -hmm. when I get inspired. The imagery that I look at for 
a bedroom is oftentimes industrial. It's streamlined. It's modern. It doesn't say anything about nature Mm. and about fresh air and that peaceful feeling. So that's important for me to consider when I'm planning my space. I need to think about combining both of those. Mm. So even even though you like that style... Bringing in the nature element or the feeling exactly. of nature is still really important. Right. Just like we said last time. Right. <laughs> Pulling in from the outdoors. Yeah. And then that whole thing about sort of taking the time to walk through the spaces and think of how you want to feel at different times right. of day in different spaces. That, that brought to mind for me how important it is to just really take the time to pause and get really deeply present in those moments and connecting with your breath. It's like... the mm-hmm. The breath to me is the most amazing thing in the world because we always have it. We never can forget it anywhere. And it's so powerful in helping us just get calm, get centered. It's always with us. It's the most incredible tool. I needed to use that tool when I was yelling at my children this morning. (laughs) Yes. And when I was yelling at my husband. (laughs) Yelling at your husband not to yell at you. Yes, exactly. But it's breath is the single most important thing to help you get clarity. So... So use that when you walk through your home and go into your go into each space and think about how you want to feel in that space in your bathroom. Do you want to feel as though you're in a spa or do you want it to be very utilitarian? Do you want it to feel sterile and clean? Um, do the same thing in your kitchen space and think about how you want to feel in each one of these spaces. Daydream a little bit and really enjoy daydreaming and and breathing, like Emily suggested, be in that moment. Yeah, it's the, it's such a powerful tool, but we almost always ignore it. I mean, other than in, when you're in a yoga class, you probably almost never think right. about your breath. We just kind of take it for granted. But Absolutely. And also thinking beyond the function, like you were saying, it's like most people tend to just think of the functionality, especially right. the, the kitchen and the bathroom. Right, absolutely. And I think that's okay to an extent. I mean... If that's the most important thing to you, then communicate that, that the function is number one. And if that's what you're doing in your space, if you're just getting in, getting it done and getting out, then let's function. Let's focus on being very utilitarian and making it function for you. But if you want to feel good in that space and have it be an experience, then we need to think about how to make that an experience and what kind of experience you want to have if you're not a daydreaming sort of person that you can't walk through your home. I know that if I told my husband to daydream and walk through the home, he would look at me like I was crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah. So instead, it's... talk about, you know, think about other methods that might help you think of um, how you want to feel. Think of your favorite vacations. Mm-hmm. Um, my... yeah, it's really just going deeper, I think, right? Because Absolutely. It's on the surface, that's what we think of the functionality. And right. That, even though that's important. Going deeper is what's going to make you feel fantastic in your own home space. And everybody should have that. Thinking about the functionality is is kind of the the, on the surface, that and the aesthetics. Mm -hmm. Because sure, it can be beautiful, but it's not going to remain beautiful to you if it doesn't speak to you. Right. So thinking about your favorite vacation, um, think about uh, what you loved when you were on vacation. I... Loved. I went on a couple of vacations that are, were really important to me. I w- we went to Belize, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of an adventure and activity and doing things that we'd never tried before. So that was um, something that you know maybe that bringing in um, items that are reminiscent of that that remind me of that a- adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I loved was my visits to my 
way too many visits to New York to visit my sister. I don't know if there are too many visits to New York. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but visiting all the museums and mm. and looking at the um, the art pieces. And I realized after visiting six or seven mu- museums that I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. My yeah, feet were tired. And a bad habit, I think, of museums is that they don't have benches or seating. And the second you sit down on, on some bench, you, you feel like, uh-oh, am I sitting on something I'm not supposed to touch? Or I'm, does somebody else want to sit here so they can look at that piece of art and all right. I, I just want to take a load off my feet. <laughs> exactly. I'm just so exhausted. So considering that, you know, we want to be in our homes, we want to be relaxed and we want to look, for me, having a focal point and something beautiful to look at is important as is having somewhere to put my feet up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can also, besides bringing in the feelings you had on vacations you took, you can also bring in elements of things for future vacations would be nice. Because then yeah. getting back to that dreaming. Daydreaming gives, again. Yeah. yeah. Dreaming is something people don't do enough of. No, that's true. And and it's sad to me that if I told my husband to daydream, he'd look at me like I was crazy. I no, you need to daydream. It's okay. But I think people have really lost the ability to dream for the most part these days. They're so overwhelmed by the speed of their life. They don't really give themselves the headspace for dreaming. Which I agree. That's really sad. There's a great book I'm reading. It's called A Happy Pocket Full of Money. And it's not just about money. It's about creating abundance in all different areas of your life. And a line that they repeat a lot in the book is, life is images of the mind expressed. I'll say that again. Okay, say it again. Good. Because that's a good line to remember. <laughs> life is images of the mind expressed. So it's all oh, about yeah. the okay. dreams and the visions. It's really powerful stuff. And the more images you have in your mind, the richer your life is going to be. I like that. Yeah. It's all back to the daydreaming. Yeah, it's important. Daydreaming and is so crucial. Most people just don't make the headspace, though. That's, you know, and it's true. I think that I actually designate time to daydream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear that. Unfortunately, a lot of the time that I designate to daydreaming is when I'm driving, and I don't know how safe that is. Mm, yeah, <laughs> because so sure. then I'm not in the moment. Right. <laughs> and I think I it's need important to be in the moment when driving, for sure. But I'm not on the phone, and I'm not texting. Right. At least I'm never. At least I'm not doing those things. Never. No, I pull over to text. I do text, but I pull over to text. Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Another great way to get inspiration is to explore and experience other other spaces. So I like to tour historical residences. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the my favorite homes that I ever toured, it was in Astoria in uh, Oregon. And it had wallpaper in one spot that had been torn. It was a perfect little hole of wallpaper. And when you looked at it, you could see seven to eight layers mm-hmm. of different wallpaper that had been applied over the years and years. And something about seeing each layer, it it made me, forced me to think about living in that home and how that experience must have changed with each new layer. Right. Yeah, because it really is about the people who lived there. I mean, I love that that you said that because it's sort of that whole concept of home and respect that for that concept of a home, not just a house. Right. I think that's been lost to, to a great extent because so many people tear houses down or they build houses that have no soul and no imprint of the people who actually mm-hmm. live there. So that's really cool. Although I wouldn't want to be the one trying to remove that wallpaper. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't think I would either. <laughs> that, but... That's a job that could end a marriage. 
<laughs> oh gosh, no kidding. I know we've we've been struggling with our own wallpaper, and we only have one room that is wallpapered. We've got about halfway through it, and we're taking a break. Yeah, I like historic houses too. My my husband and I, he used to have a motorcycle when I first met him, and I lived north of New York City, so we would take rides up to the Hudson Valley and visit all these historic homes, like the um, Rockefeller houses and things like that, on the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. It oh, was that really is cool. so fun. Yeah, I, I think love my that. my favorite was the one in Terrytown. I forget which Rockefeller it is, but I th- Kike it. That's the name of it. It's an amazing, very cool. House. Amazing. I have house. to check that one out. I, yeah, Next I do. Time I really in the do New York love area. touring. Touring homes is just—it's really exciting, and it's interesting when you can find a famous home to tour. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite things in college. Is we would go to. We went to Pasadena and we toured the uh, the Green and Green Gamble House. And we toured. I can't even remember the names of all the houses that we toured, which is kind of embarrassing. But that's okay. There's a lot of them. But it's <laughs> it's seeing these homes in the history. It makes me think how important it is to respect that history and bring it into my own mm-hmm. space because my own home is nearing a hundred years old. Oh wow! So that's um, it's fun to bring in our own modern styles and our own modern modern take. But it's also really important to respect where the space originated from and its history. Yeah, that's what I always think of that when I see a house being torn down is the lives of the people who lived in it. You know, like that's just sort of... That breaks my heart. Yeah, it's kind of being obliterated at the same time. It's really sad. Yeah, I was... You know, when I was younger, I used to grow up and I'd see those houses that were condemned and they were ready to be torn down. And I always felt like even though they were empty, I always felt like the people were still in them. Yeah. Like and there's... no, you can't tear that down. You'll hurt them. Right. Their feelings. <laughs> their feelings are still in there. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, well, I shouldn't admit that I used to break into those homes. I don't know. Maybe I've already admitted that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was a teenager. I couldn't help it. Um, <laughs> so another thing that I think, um, oh, you know, another older space that is really beautiful and, and in, influential are famous churches, Mm. big old um, cathedrals that have the fantastic lighting, the windows, the stained glass windows or the different shapes of windows. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that needs to come into the home more and and people need to, um, we need to embrace natural daylighting. Mm. And I think that that's starting to happen more, but yeah, I love churches. I actually worked in a church for a while. Really? Yeah. It was an advertising agency that was in a former church. Interesting. Yeah, it was cool. I always love the homes that are churches converted into homes mm-hmm. or office spaces that used to be a church. Right. Yeah. Might as well, I mean, make use of those amazing spaces. And they were so, they really thought about every detail. I mean, the shape of the windows, the shape, the type of glass, the way that the lo- the light, the lot. <laughs> the, the way the light shone in at certain times of day mm-hmm. and they recognized that the light would shine in from this direction and that's what time mass was happening or oh, whatever and another incredible space in seattle are you familiar with saint ignatius i am i've been I in there several that. times touring that one you know it's, I love it's that funny place. the chapel of saint ignatius is my husband loves it and he took me there to tour it and i went in there and i said oh my gosh this is death Mm. And he looked at me and he, what are you talking about? That room with the wax oh. on the walls, I felt like it would, had taken life and frozen it and just sucked it. Huh. And I was terrified in that space. I love the light in the yeah. main chapel area. Stephen that Hall wax room, Yeah, that wax room just 
it scares me. I just find it very, it's very still and peaceful. There's like a, it looks like a big cistern. I guess it's holy water, but it mm-hmm. moves. It's the yeah. water comes all the way to the very top of the right. level. And it's very, you know, it's moving very subtly. I could stare at that and, water And I think that's day. the perfect example, the fact that it makes you feel calm and still. And right. for me, it makes me feel trapped. I, I felt like I needed to get out. Right. So it just shows you how so, different two people can feel in one space. Absolutely. And that's so important to, and that's why it's so important to communicate and think about how you want to feel and what makes you feel that way. Because if I want to feel calm... That wouldn't make me feel calm. <laughs> that reminds me, I have to recommend another okay. book when you talk about the feelings. Um, I've been recommending this to everybody I know lately. It's called The Desire Map. Have you heard of that one? I have. I've heard of it, I think, from you. Dan- oh, maybe. Because I've been recommending <laughs> it to everybody. Danielle Laporte is the author, and it's all about identity, identifying our probably three to five, what she calls core desired feelings. And then make every decision based on whether or not it fulfills those feelings. So it all comes back again to that whole thing about figuring out how you want to feel first and then making all your decisions based on those feelings. So important. Yeah, it's a very interesting process to go through because you think, oh, yeah, I could come up with that in five minutes. But it took me weeks. to. I kept coming up with words and then saying, no, that one's not quite right. Mm -hmm. And then the moment I had the right five, I just knew it. You know, it took took a while because there's lots of words out there. You know, that's actually that's a part of conceptualizing that we learned in school, in design school, was come up, come up with certain words that are descriptive words. And it is, it's very challenging because mm-hmm. you, you feel like you've got the perfect word and you're like, no, 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 no. Got to go back and right. spend so much time with the th- thesaurus. <laughs> and you want them to work with each other too. You know, right. Like one word could be fighting another word. Right. So it all comes back to that slowing down and really taking the time. It's worth it. People yes. think, oh, I don't have time for that. But you know what? It is worth it in the end. It is very, very important. So I we're, think so. We're getting close to our uh, the end of our half hour here. What yeah. else? What else were you thinking of tossing into the mix here today? Well, the last thing that I think affects me and helps me think of how I want to feel in a space may seem kind of silly to some, but. Um, I am really heavily influenced by movies. Mm-hmm. I love movies. I've got, I mean, I'm tattooing movies on my shoulders. So <laughs> I really love movies. She really does. Um, <laughs> I do. I've got, um, so t- two of my favorite movies are, um, and I don't know if I'd say my favorite movies. My very favorite movie is The Goonies. And this is a movie that I have to watch when I'm sick. It cheers me up. It makes me feel like, okay, this is a good excuse to watch this movie. I'm okay with being sick. I can accept that I'm sick and just enjoy this moment. But the reason that I love it is, I think, because it has sentimental value. It connects me to my childhood. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel adventurous again. That brings back that adventure that's important to me from Belize. And um, also, the the movie is all about these children who are not taken seriously. For anyone who hasn't, very sadly, has not seen the movie. I, I sadly have not seen oh, it. Oh, gosh. Emily. I have to admit. We're going to have to change this. <laughs> Today. <laughs> but it, this is, it's very important. So it's this group of children. They're not taken very seriously, and they want to save their situation. And I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but they essentially go on a treasure hunt. Mm-hmm. And... They're exploring with bad guys and pirates and booby traps. And um, they're just 
Un- they're the underdogs. They call themselves the Goonies mm. because they're a bunch of just goofballs. And in the end, they save the day. The kids do save the day. And it's, it also comes back to that feeling of um, feeling validated and f- feeling like you're taken seriously. And I think that all children really, really desire that. Mm. And I don't know that that ever goes away as right. we grow up. Right. <laughs> yeah, accessing those childhood feelings is important. Yeah, and I think that, you know, considering that when I when I design my spaces, I want to feel that connection to my childhood, but at the same time I still want to be taken seriously right. <laughs> as a grown as up. As a grown up. And what's the other one you said? The you other movie two. is my cheer up movie. If I'm having a hard time, if I'm feeling really sad, it's legally blonde. Mm. <laughs> and it's it, it's a little bit embarrassing because it's such a little peppy cheerleader brainless kind of movie (laughs) but it's not it's not an award-winning it's nothing really I mean maybe it did win awards but I don't know if it should have (laughs) I don't think so but if you like it it's okay but it's empowering and I think the reason it's so empowering is because she just it's about this girl that everything is going wrong and she doesn't give up Mm. no matter what and I you know honestly I'm not really sure how I would integrate that into my space but Mm. that's something that I would think about and consider that how important that is to me to never give up. Right. So that matters to you. Well, I'm going to real quick throw out two of my favorites, which are It's a Wonderful Life and To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, those are really good. I love To Kill a Mockingbird, too, especially. And what I love about both of them is what a difference one person can make is a big message and also how important it is to stay true to who you really are and what you value. So I think that wraps it for this episode. I think it does. And I think these are, I mean, I talked a lot about myself and I think that... For a change. Yeah. (laughs) But hopefully the thoughts, what helps me and influences me, helps me, helps you think about what influences you Mm -hmm. and what can inspire you to feel the way you want to feel in your space. And slow down and take note of all that. See you next time. If you'd like to reach Rachel Waldron, go to waldrondesigns.com. And for Emily Herrick, E-M-I-L-Y-H-E-R-R-I-C-K yoga.com. And this is where we sign out. Remember, your inner space reflects your outer space. So So make make it it your your oasis. I'm Emily Herrick. And I'm Rachel Waldron. Thanks Thanks for for traveling traveling with us to inner space. space.